Welcome to Life Over Coffee Podcast. I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. This is episode 149, Life Over Coffee. I'm doing an interview today, and I am talking to Brandy Huerta. You're hearing noise in the background more than likely. We are at the IABC, that's the International Association of Biblical Counselors Conference in Westminster, Colorado. They meet every year for a national conference out here. Brandy lives in Colorado on the other side of the state where it's flat. They say you can watch a dog run away for three days. <laughs> but on the west side where we are, the west side of the state, it is hilly and we're up against the Rocky Mountains. We're at Life, uh, what's the name of this church? Life Fellowship. Life Fellowship Church. This is the church. Well, I messed that up, didn't I? Ed Bulkley uh, was the senior pastor. He stepped down this year. His son, Dan, is now the senior pastor. And Ed is traveling a lot more with IABC. And so Brandy and I are here. Uh, she has finished our mastermind program, and she has finished her certification to be a IABC certified biblical counselor. She's going to get her certificate tonight, and I wanted to talk to her uh, just to get her overall thoughts about our mastermind program, biblical counseling, the local church, and whatever else is on her mind. Hey, Brandy. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Are you nervous about, well, not nervous, you're excited about your certificate? And I am excited. This is this is a neat thing. Um, I have not felt always very strongly about certification because I've, I am well-trained. I had the best mentor in the whole world. There's Jesus a is a good mentor. Yes, he is. Amen to that. And so I felt very competent, but I've uh, enjoyed the certification process as well and the extra supervision that you have provided me as I pursued that. Yeah, I know in our program, we've talked about this, we talk about it with all our students at the Mastermind program, it's not an end. Right. Uh, it's really a picture of the Christian life. It's just a part of our training. It is. And so hopefully every Christian from the moment they're born again until they meet Jesus, that they're in some kind of training, whether it's just doing it on their own or That's right. attending a Sunday school class, being part of a small group, doing our mastermind program or whatever it may be. And so you finished our mastermind program and then you did the work to do the certification to get, get your certification. Now you have to do the mastermind in order to start the certification yes. process. So you finished mastermind and then you did the work for certification. Now you're going to be certified. Now after that, have you thought about that? What's your next, what's the next thing? One thing about your training in particular that I like is that once we are finished, you don't just cut us loose and we're on our own. You have some sort of a mentorship relationship with every student in an ongoing way. We're all part of the ministry. Almost all of us are still part of the ministry. And so we receive your ongoing care and feedback because in, in a lot of ways, once I was finished with the program, I, I had a, a great start and great tools, but then I had to get out there and actually use them and serve the people in my church. And it's, it's a little different interacting with actual human beings face to face. And yeah, so I, I've I had agree. your care for me in that. And so primarily what I do now is I disciple people in my local church. We have a very vibrant discipleship community. I'm training the ladies in my church to care for other people. My desire is not for them to bring their friends to me for help. 
I want them to use me as a resource and care for them themselves. And so they are learning to do that now. Yeah, a lot of training programs are mostly theory Mm -hmm. and they're mostly in classroom Mm -hmm. and the practicum aspect can be weak. Now we start our practicum from day one. We do. Doing case studies, but even that, case studies can be sterile and you can actually control the case study. Right. Uh, yes. But when you meet an individual that you're working with, you're not in control anymore in that sense because you don't know where they're going. That's and true. so one of the things that was important to us is that after a student graduates, if they want to continue on with our ministry, we interact with each other in an ongoing basis. And so we have graduates that bring cases to us and, and in a team concept and and we interact with those cases and so they they continue to grow in their gift of counseling long after they do the mastermind program and that's Absolutely. what Randy was talking about and that's something that I talked to and I've said this to you many times you got to get your reps in yes uh, it took me about 10 years to become comfortable as a biblical counselor mm-hmm. And it's really proportional to the repetitions, how many right. times you meet with people and you're, and then you grow in your gift and you, you just don't graduate a program and become a good counselor. Yes. And so I, I would not want to graduate any student and that be the end of our relationship because I know that they need that ongoing care. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we do about our program. So I want to back up a few years. Do you remember the year? Uh, when you started, because I don't. I do. It was actually September of 2013. Oh, my. And then I finished in December of 2014. So I did it in about 15 months. It was a good time in my life when I was um, homeschooling my kids, but my youngest son was a junior or senior at that time and very low maintenance, and I had a lot of free time that I could devote to my studies. So you did that in 15, 16 months? I did. Uh, now, that's not normal for if those of you who are, are interested <laughs> right. in our program. And it really, uh, each student's different. We've had students finish. I think Mark Grant finished, <clears throat> excuse me, in a year and a half. Right. Uh, you finished in a year and a few months, and then we've had other students finish at the three-year mark. Uh, but our program is self-paced, and so we don't put pressure. Uh, let me ask you, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I don't put pressure on students, and so right. it's really on them to figure out their own life, uh, to figure out their time management principles and to be able to implement them in their lives. And they really, this is what they do. And so uh, we don't, or I'm not yelling at people or manipulating people. Right. I just let them do but sometimes I wonder, is that a good thing or not? Because some students have a hard time managing their life. Right. And when they add this program in, they just it's hard for them to keep it all together. But is that a good thing? My question is, is that a good thing or a bad thing to take such a passive approach as far as I'm concerned? Well, I think it is. I mean, it's a very non-self-reliant approach if you have to. You know, it's the same as when you're discipling or counseling somebody if you have to lead the horse to water and make them drink and then lead them yeah, to food true. and make them eat. That's not something that the Lord is, is uh, sustaining. But with the, with the program, you trust the, the spirit. You, know, you, you are faithful to each person's soul and trust the spirit to work in them. If they, 
if they want to learn and grow, they have everything they need for that there. And, you know, I, I grew weary at one point and, and was thinking about quitting the program, and you did encourage me to stay, and I'm glad you did. And my, my friends, my church friends, too, really encouraged me to stay because it's a hard program, and, and it's not... I'm a very academic person, self-reliant. I can rely on my mind very easily. And your program dismantled that. What's the hard part? The hard part is the sanctification on steroids because sanctification is so it's not learning. Difficult. The hard part is not trig. Tr- learning trig. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it is um, intellectually rigorous. It is that uh, theologically deep. There's a lot of information you get, but that's relatively the easy part. The difficult part is. Um, Rick, for those of you who know him at all, Rick has a uh, gift for seeing into a person's soul. We we joke about he has laser vision. He can, but he y'all talk about me behind my back. We do all the time, all the time. But Rick can Lucia, see. Lucia, make a note of that, right. please. <laughs> uh, Rick is very gifted at um, seeing where we need to grow and where we need to change and that's what you're getting when you get this program that you do not get anywhere else is someone who takes the time with you to exegete you as a person help you to grow and be the Christian the Lord wants you to be so it's not a cookie cutter thing but that kind of heart level um, care and work is very painful I, I considered it to have been a trial and and I, I, I don't mince any words about that when someone is looking to, to uh, join the program, that this is going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done, not because of the academics, but because sanctification is hard, and this is sanctification on steroids. Yeah, people, Christians, like theology, mm-hmm. and they like studying the Bible, and they should. I hope so. Uh, we should love God's Word. We should right. love digging into it, hiding it in our heart and all that. Um, but with the disconnect is is the application of the Bible. Absolutely. And so our program is, is pretty, it's heavy in application. But what you're talking about, the application is to you. Yes. Uh, it's customized to you. Now, we, you're right. We don't do cookie-cutter training. Each student's unique. Uh, they stand on their own. They have their own relationship with God, so it really wouldn't be wise, <coughs> excuse me, in my view, to just treat everybody to the same. But that's also the picture of counseling. Right. And so you can counsel two people or two couples with marriage problems. They have marriage problems, that's the common theme, but it's two unique situations. And that's something that you've heard me say many times is that we want to make sure that we customize. And so our program is customized as well. Going back to the leadership thing, or going back to your own, your own, as far as time management and those things, the reason for that is because this is a leadership program. This is leadership development. And if I have to prod students along and uh, call them every week and, you know, did you do your reading? Did you write this? Did you turn in a case study? Uh, that's not the kind of person that's going to make it anyway. And so there has to be, even in an embryonic form, there has to be some leadership gifting down there somewhere. Mm. And that gets tested immediately. As soon as you see the program, it's like, 
oh dear, okay. What have I done? Yeah, what what have I done? <laughs> I sound like a Jean Valjean quote there. Right, yes. Uh, what have I done? But then that's the first test, and you either cross that hill and move on, or you shrink back and exactly. and and don't do it. So. Uh, why did you decide to do the program? You, so this is 2013. So what was going on in your mind in September of 2013 when you're looking at this program and thinking, do I want to do this? I had gone through, uh, the Lord had given me several trials, one after another that year. I knew that even though I have a lot of biblical knowledge, I have a lot of theological knowledge, I cannot stop learning about God. I I am compelled to keep learning about who he is, but I wasn't changing in a way that was commensurate with that. I didn't know how to navigate the circumstances of my life in such a way that it would honor the Lord like I would like. And also, since I am... You mean practically? Practically, yes. Like, how, how do you say it is well with my soul when... My dad had just died unsaved, and so I was navigating that and and how do I view God through that some personal difficulties and also since I am discerning people have always come to me for help when they have problems I've always um, been someone that people come to and I I knew that I didn't really know how to help them and then let me interrupt at that point this is a part okay so I was talking earlier about this being a leadership program you you get in the program and you're tested immediately am i going to go over this hill or not and persevere through the program another aspect of leadership and what we talk about is that if you have the gift of leadership and i'm I'm making this comment because people want to know you know am i elite do i have the gift of leadership well one of the ways that you can know that is turning around Mm. and looking and seeing if there's anybody following you. Mm. If you are a leader, people will start gathering around you. Some people call it this gathering ability. Mm -hmm. Jesus had a gathering ability. (laughs) Wherever he went, crowds gathered. The text will say, and they gathered, and he had a gathering ability. And so that's one of the clues. Maybe you're a 20-something-year-old or a 40-something-year-old. And in your case, what what are you, you 24? I, I'm 26. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. No, I'm 46, actually. You hide it well. The uh, You're 46, and people are gathering around you. So that's a clue, and I just wanted to insert that there. Is to what does, how do you know that you are a leader? Well, part of that is this gathering ability. So here you are, theologically train well uh brandy you have a shirt that says theological nerd right yes i do yes and and that's true it's a perfect shirt because she's a nerd uh we rely on her heavily uh in our mastermind program because god has just given her a gift to understand theology and and that's an important aspect that's one of the three parts of what we do theology sanctification and application Mm. And so she's a theological nerd. So here you are theologically well-trained. You have people gathering around you, asking, your que- asking you questions, and you like... Yeah, I, I, I have nothing. And uh, not nothing, but I, I was crying out you to God. You can always say Romans 8.28. Well, there you go. <laughs> Take Romans 8.28 and call me in the morning. Um, <laughs> And, and my life, I was not the same person that I had been when God saved me maybe 20 years before. But when I heard you, I heard you first on Drive-By Marriage 
the product that you did with with Todd Friel. And when I heard you speaking and, and talking about how to apply the gospel to your life, I had never heard anything like that in my life. Mm. And I was undone and I grieved as I you know, looked at my own heart. I, I sat there, I remember one day at my kitchen table where you were just sitting the other day with my earbuds in and tears streaming down my face because uh, I knew I needed to change and I didn't know how. So I started reading everything you had, listening to everything you, you said that I uh, could get my hands on. And I, I remember seeing you had a training program and I thought, man, that would be so neat. Someone should go through that so they can help me. And it became apparent that uh, I, I was sure that that's what the Lord wanted me to do. What was the best part? I'll, I'll get, ask you the positive and negative question. We'll start yes. with the positive first so I can feel good about this. What was the best part of the program? The best part, well, I mean, I, I feel like Eustace in, uh, I guess that's Voyage of the Dawn Treader by C.S. Lewis when he was a, a selfish wicked little boy and so he was turned into a dragon and then at the end when he had what was sort of like his this is the good part this is the good part it's good (laughs) when he was turned back into a boy because his heart changed the scales were falling off of him and they asked him you know what did it feel like and he said it hurt a lot but it was a good hurt Okay, this is the good part, this right? This is the good part. It is the good part. Pain, pain is good. No pain, no gain. No, but the um, sanctification is hard, but what would you choose? Right. Do I want to be like Jesus or do I want to be comfortable? Yep. And so the pain is the best part, the, the process of becoming more holy and more like Christ. I've, I've become... Uh, addicted to that to the point where you know the the people in my life around me I've I've I invite them regularly to say what do you see in me where do I need to grow uh in what ways am I not as much like Christ as I need to be because that is the best part I want to be like Christ and and you help me with that no one has has helped me with that to the degree that you have what's the uh biggest challenge what was the biggest challenge also, exact same thing, the pain. <laughs> so, and, and at one point, I, I said, I don't get this. I'm never going to get this. I, I Was that the quitting part? That was the quitting okay. part. Yeah, I sent you a, uh, an email and said, I resign. This is too hard. I'm not going to get it. And you said, well, with all due respect, I'm not going to accept your resignation. Did I say that? You did. Huh. And I was angry. I may or may not have taken your name in vain at that point. But now I'm grateful uh, that you encouraged me to stay. If a student, if a potential student were to come to you and say, hey, Brandy, I'm thinking about, you know, taking this pr- training program, this mastermind program, this thing you went through uh, with this ministry here, what would you encourage them? How would you encourage them? And then how would you warn them? I usually start by trying to talk them out of it by front-loading my sales pitch with all the ways that it is, it's dif- difficult. You have to be very self-disciplined. You have to be able to manage your time well. And you have to be able to take criticism. And it's not criticism in a harsh way. It is in a kind way. But in Christianity today, we have 
this pseudo spiritual gift of niceness where we we do not confront one another with our sin issues and it has really hindered our growth as the body of Christ and so if you want to succeed in this program you have to be willing to hear the truth about yourself and not everyone can do that yeah i would say it, it's a, a sanctification laboratory it is. Uh, you enter into the the lab and uh, maybe this podcast will help in discouraging people because i want to do that too uh, it's not about taking people's money it's about having the right people, and, and my thing is I'm a good sovereigntist, and so I believe if God wants them here in our program, nothing's going to stop that from happening. That's right. And so I don't have to do a sales pitch or uh, do the used car salesman thing. Uh, so I want them to know as much as information as they can on the front end, as you said, to front load it. And then, I mean, if God wants them, they're going to come in mm-hmm. and... I guess you could say if we can, if we can scare you away, right. well then that's good, right? Um, because there's no need to come in and and not do it, and and so that's that's a good point. Now, Mark, I, I interviewed Mark um, Grant a couple of years ago through the program, and he said the hardest part, if I remember it correctly, was that um, doing the case studies, and he told me that what he would do <clears throat> is he would read the case studies. And then go walk around the block and hmm. just think about it because he couldn't read the case. We have 48 case studies in the program. And so theoretically, you do one every two weeks for a two-year period of time. That's not how it works for everyone, but that's how it's set up. But at the end of the day, you do 48 case studies. And so he would read a case study and then get up, go walk around, chew on it for a while, maybe go to work and come back, and then he would do the case study. What was a, a tip or something that you did, whether it's case study or whatever, uh, the process of working through a, a project, something that you would tell a student, like, this is how I did this and this is what helped me. Because I'm sure that everything just didn't come easy. You, no. you You did your theology, you answered the questions, boom, done. You did your sanctification, it just, like, just flowed right out of your fingertips onto the keyboard. Hmm. You did your case studies and it was just all perfect oh right Uh, so what would be a tip that would help a student my biggest challenge again is that I'm self-reliant and one of the things that you have taught me is that my biggest strength is my greatest weakness and I approached the case studies and and the forum and everything in a self-reliant way It, it was like okay oh you have this problem well let me I have a verse for that or I have a clip out of this book for that and I wasn't relating to the people as individuals ah okay and even the in the the case studies you assembled those based on people you have actually counseled throughout the years and what I began to do was pray through the case studies pray for the people on the forum and ask the Lord to help me help them because one of my favorite articles you've ever written is um, the one about how to help a prayer that to help me walk in the spirit, and it, that has become part of my everyday life now. Asking God, Lord, help me see what I can't see and hear what I can't hear, and know what I can't know, because I am my own biggest challenge. My so would, my mind is my biggest challenge. Uh, would James? Uh, 
be helpful here of being quick to hear and, and slow to speak. So yes. historically, you'd be quicker to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think sometimes we, it's almost like when you're, 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 you're thinking what you want to say while the other person yes. <laughs> is it's See, you've been you've been looking over my shoulder again. You do that all the time, <laughs> which is really uncool. Uh, <laughs> the theological term is uncool, right? Uh, but that's important in our ministry. And yeah, you're right. We we talk about this all the time. Uh, we want to be good listeners. Now, I'm using l listening in all kinds of ways. Discerning. Right. Uh, we want to. You know, we talk about listening at two levels. You you hear what they're saying audibly. But you're also listening to, you're trying to discern what's going on in the heart because you want to cooperate with the Lord to help them address issues at the heart. And we can have a ready, fire, aim mentality. And biblical counselors can be really guilty of that. Yes. And there's a sympathetic or an empathy piece that's missing. And, of course, compassion is a huge part when you're mm. talking to people and trying to help them. Uh, one of the things we talk about is like the things that I have learned in 20 years of, of struggling and toiling, I can map over another individual and expect them to learn it in six weeks. Right. And I forget how long it's taken me to be as imperfect as I, am, <laughs> as I am today. And then you meet another imperfect person and you want to speed them up. And you don't give them the same 20 years right. that God has given you. And right. so that is... Uh, very important. Now, today in the Mastermind program, uh, you help our students with theology. Why did you want to do that? It has always been my passion to know God more. And now that I have the peace that the Lord gave me through you, I, I also know how to change and become more like him. And it is an honor and a privilege to be able to serve other people as they seek this this goal, I. I uh, did you see that coming? No. Yeah, neither did I. No, and and I am still growing in my gift of being able to discern people, especially if they're not sitting right in front of me. It's a lot easier to exegete a person whose face you can see. Yes, a definite limitation. I mean, our program is all online, which is great. But it's also a liability. There's a limitation there because you're not in front of the person. And so it does take an extra amount of discernment and, and trying to understand the person that you're helping because you're not seeing body language and right. not just body language, but the way the student interacts if they're married, which many of them are, uh, how they interact with their spouses, right. if they have children, how they interact with the children. And so there's a whole lot of data that we don't have. Right. But... The way the Lord has used you in my life, I, I don't know where I would be without this program. And because of the training that you gave me, now my community is being transformed. And so I wouldn't want to discount it for that reason either. I wish we didn't have to exist. I wish every church was good at equipping yeah, disciples. I, I didn't that know would, where you were going. Right. I wish we didn't exist. I, I wish we didn't exist. I'm glad to be oh, here. Right. I, I am too, and I'm very You glad wish this ministry. Here. I agree. I've, I've said that, I mean, our long-term goal is to go out of business, right. so to speak, and I, I know from a reality perspective it's not going to happen, but it does, it, there is somewhat of a commentary 
that it makes our existence makes a commentary on ineffectiveness of some local churches not all but our students now are transforming their churches yeah they are they are being an instrument of change and it's remarkable to see what the Lord accomplishes through one person who knows how to apply the gospel to their lives. Yeah, it's a huge deal. This is episode 149. I'm interviewing Brandy Huerta. Brandy is a graduate of our Mastermind program. She went on to finish the work necessary to be certified with the International Association of Biblical Counselors tonight. She will be getting her certificate. You will be official, and that is a a big deal. If you want to learn more about our Mastermind program, you, I will have a link here in the show notes. Again, it's episode 149, but you can find it on our website as well. Just look for the drop down. It says Mastermind Training, and you can read all about it. And of course, if you have any questions about that, you can, uh, you can send us a, a note and ask your question. And there's a lot of material there. There's podcasts, there's videos, there's a lot of written stuff. You can learn all about it, and if we can help you, uh, we'd love to. Brandy, thank you for joining me for this podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. You certified biblical counselor. (laughs) If you want to get some counseling from Brandy or if you have any questions for her, you can jump on our forum and ask those questions. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.